1: All right. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And welcome to a brand new edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. And I want to say that we are in a brand new studio. We're here at Temple Bay Studios in Hollywood, California. So uh, shout out to our engineer, Brandon, here today from Oklahoma City. And a big shout out to Alex and Guy who created this incredible space. And Dominic Friesen, my producer, publicist extraordinaire, who's not here today, but he'll, he'll make it in later. <laughs>
0: I love Downing. I yes,
1: love yes. Well, that other voice you're hearing is our very special guest today. Um, he's also a client of... Mr. Dominic Friesen. Um he is a WWE superstar. He's done a lot of things. We're going to hear about it today, but he is Frederick Rosser aka Darren
0: Young. Welcome, buddy. Thank you so much. But How don't are forget, you? don't forget I'm Mr. No Days Off. That's my oh. nickname. Oh no, I didn't I, know that. I take no days off, baby. I grind it out 24/7 365. Wow. Is that is that something that is new?
1: Is that has that um, been your tag for a long time? Or? Since 1983. Wow. The day I was born.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's been it, huh? Yes, sir. You're really young. What are you, 35? 34,
0: sir. But you know, like you don't have they to say, call me sir.
1: Damn, I'm not that old. <laughs> like they say, black don't crack. <laughs> That's true. And once you go Black, well, oh, whoa. anyway, that's a whole other, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's a whole PG, other, right?
0: <laughs> no, we can say
1: whatever the hell we want to on here. Cool. Yeah. So listen, buddy, so you grew up in New Jersey, right? That's yes. where this all started for you? You
0: Union, born and raised in Dirty Jersey. Dirty uh, Jersey. Uh, hardly home, but always repping. I'm actually going back there in March for some big shows. So I'm very excited. That's
1: what I wanted you to
0: talk about today. This is your, this will be your first show since you left yeah, this will be my first big event since uh, parting ways with WWE. Right Now, as an athlete, nothing really lasts forever. You know, Michael Jordan can't play forever. Right. But uh, I will still continue my relationship with WWE on an ambassador level. But now I have the opportunity to do some outside projects. Good. And uh, the independent wrestling world is where I started. And I go back home March 9th uh, wrestling with WrestlePro. That's fantastic. So I was reading
1: up on you. So you really were in love with wrestling from an early, early age, right? You
0: sort of envisioned this whole career for yourself. It's something I've always wanted to do. It's not like I'm a guy that was fresh out of football and then just bust through the segwayed um, over to exactly it's something that i've always wanted to do and right out of high school and college i did the independence the minor league in the northeast area i was what they call a weekend warrior Uh, scooping ice cream and working the gym during the week and then during the weekend wrestling friday saturday sometimes twice on sunday
1: that's something i wanted to talk about because i didn't even know there was sort of like that league I it, in baseball it reminded me like in baseball of the minor leagues cuz I was reading up how you you sort of went to the developmental you got a developmental contract, and you sort of started in like
0: the minor leagues. Is that sort of what it's like? For the most part, uh, at May Fourth, two 2009, uh, I did a tryout with WWE, and it was like my last resort because I've done tons of tryouts from 2003 to 2009. In 2009, out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world, I beat them out, and I won my contract with WWE, and I had to move down to Tampa and start my training.
1: Because Tampa, that's where they do their like training
0: camp at the time so, that's where the training facility was now it's based in Orlando
1: so when you say tryout can you tell us can you t- take us through that a little bit like
0: what what does that entail what well for me back back then i had to pay to tryout now guys just go and do the tryout but i paid 2000 dollars out of my scholarship money um I did the four-day tryout. I was a maniac from the time I got there to the time I left, and that burning desire I had to be a superstar—it just showcased, and I won it.
1: Are you being? Are you sort of being judged the whole time you're there? From you know, they're watching you the whole time. Are you in character? Are you in that mode pretty much the whole
0: time? You got to walk the walk and talk the talk, right? They want to see the total package. They want to see if you're an athlete, but also if you can sell tickets. Um, and because it
1: is show, yeah, it's you know,
0: it's a big circus. Yeah, it's a big traveling circus. And I'm a shy guy. I honestly tell people all the time I'm an introvert, but I yeah, can socialize I can tell. I can tell
1: you are in person. In, yeah,
0: yeah, I can so- socialize as an extrovert, but uh, when the red lights on, it's, you know, time to it's roll. like a lot of a lot of us as actors.
1: Yeah, a lot of actors are really quiet and shy and then when they say action you know we come to life yes that's me but that's what so so who were some of your like favorites growing up in terms of the wrestling world man old school or
0: some of the top guys would have to be hulk hogan Shawn michaels ricky the dragon steamboat but i was always a big fan of the undercard guys the guys that Put in the work that didn't uh, take shortcuts, right? That really grinded it out and had you believe that you know they their 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 physicality was in jeopardy,
1: right? It, do you remember Ric Flair? Oh, so, the Nature Boy, yeah, Nature Boy. Because I I don't know, being from Georgia, I'm from the South. You know, wrestling was a big part of our culture growing up too i mean it was i forgot saturdays i'm trying to remember when we used to watch it but rick flair was a big big one that would come down to georgia and tour all around or whatever i guess hulk did too but um i mean i'm 54 so i'm 20 years older than you but you know rick rick was big in the 70s oh absolutely he's an og in our business he is yeah so when you finally got into when you got your first contract was it what you thought it was going to be or better worse because you know I always say different levels different devils in any occupation that we work in it's like you you want something and then you get it and then how
0: how was that for you with WWE I knew exactly what I was getting myself into because I've had multiple tryouts. I've been able to spend time with them as a extra from two thousand three to two thousand nine. So I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. Now
1: when you say as an extra, what
0: what is that? Whenever WWE would be in the northeast area, Mass and Square Garden, they hire extras to either play a part of a detective. Oh, or, extras
1: like in a film or T exactly, V show. Oh. Exactly. Oh. So <laughs> I love
0: <laughs> I just
1: didn't realize it was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's that's a great way. Like I tell young actors, it's a great way to get on the sets and learn what's happening and that kind of thing.
0: Exactly. And there were situations where I was uninvited. I just showed up and <laughs> Didn't ask for any money, and uh, and I was used. Anytime I would be used, I would get paid. Anytime I wouldn't be used, I would just uh, talk to the producers, talk to the agents, because I genuinely wanted to be the best, and I genuinely wanted to learn.
1: Well, that's important. That's why you just you had that passion, and you just learned as you were there. And then, okay, so when you got the contract, then it was like
0: heaven on earth feel like oh, i've arrived but i didn't take a day off because right. when you're down in the minor league you you're amongst 90 guys and girls so it's very competitive to get that tv spot so um my one of my last independent <laughs> wrestling matches the guy i wrestled big daddy v was very impressed by my mechanics and everything in the ring he said man boy when you get up to boy. wwe Boy, yeah, boy, <laughs> boy. When you get up to WWE, you're gonna be up on the road within seven months. And he was right; he predicted it. He was right; he saw that passion and that drive. He saw, and it's all about playing your cards right. It's a little political too, in terms. of extremely. Yeah. Extre- and I stay far, far, far away. How How do you
1: do that? How How did you navigate that minefield? You know, I, in terms of the
0: politics of. Just by working hard and just being honest and just being truthful and making other superstars look good because that's what it's all about. My job always to go out there is to make you look good, to make you look like a million bucks. So don't
1: pull focus.
0: Exactly. From the, the star. Exactly. Exactly. It's not all about me. It's all about the match. It's all about telling that story. It's not about me. Me. It's about about making him look good. And if he can do the same for me, we create magic. So, you know, there's this
1: whole there's the talk constantly about how much of wrestling is real, how much is choreographed, how much is I don't want to use the word fake. Yes. But very
0: very disrespectful.
1: Yeah. Of course. Talk. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, absolutely, because it it's almost an art form when you think
0: about it in terms of, from the bright perspective. Absolutely, the outcome is predetermined with us, but right. the physicality—it's physical. You have to have a different mindset to get your ass beat, and and know you're going to get your ass beat. exactly. But it's all about telling that story. Just right. I tell people when you go to watch an action film, you don't say, "Oh." you know, that was computerized. That was fake. You just live in the moment and you just embrace it and you become a fan. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm a believer of, I'm a believer of the business. I protect the business. Uh, if I, if, if something happened to me on TV where I broke my arm or something like that, I would be in a sling in the airport. I treat it like it's real 24 seven. Got it. Did you have a lot of injuries? I've had my fair share of injuries, but
1: injuries come with the territory. That's what I figured, right? Yes. Even when in, in the best scenarios, they can
0: happen. Yeah, uh, we're professional stuntmen. That's great. That's right. That's what we're, you are. We're professional stuntmen. So injuries are going to happen. I've had a uh, major knee surgery. I've had Tommy John surgery to my elbow uh, about a year ago today, and but I feel great because it's all about what you put in with the rehab. You got right, to stick to the rehab. rehab. Yeah,
1: I had okay. back surgery a year ago, so rehab is anyone listening don't be afraid of back surgeries anymore because they're actually really quite advanced and you know people get freaked out by back surgeries i digress that's my medical tip of the day folks yeah, there you go from, we learn something dr., every day dr cole who barely graduated from high school so anyway <laughs> oh wow that's a
0: that's a low blow
1: that's a, well no that just shows you that you know you can overcome anything public schools in georgia <laughs> But um, anyway, back to you. Um, So in terms of this this new event that's coming up for you outside of the WWE, do you prepare any different for that? Because it's I mean, it's basically the same, but
0: you're it's basically the same you go from performing in front of 10, 20,000 people to maybe seven, 800 people, which are some of the most loyal fans in the world. I mean, anyone that can go to an independent wrestling show, those are the true fans. Right. And for me to go back, especially home to Union, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience. It's going to be really amazing.
1: So talk about the fans a little bit, because they are, you know, we talk about like soap opera fans and, and uh, reality show fans or whatever, but the, the wrestling fans are diehard. They're they're sort of in
0: their own group. Oh, they're they're insane uh they they follow the groupies they follow us to the airports to the hotels they're just but to be honest with you i was one of those guys too as a young teenager i would find out where the wrestlers would train and i would go there and act like i was working out because i was a diehard fan i still am i'm a big little kid and, and it, it
1: spans all generations, all too, generations. right? And a lot of female. Well, obviously, there would be a lot of females, but but that's kind of a dichotomy in some ways because you know you think of wrestling as is you know tough sport, which it, which it is. But there's a huge female. I mean, an older. I remember grandmothers that were really into it when I was growing up, like "Don't disturb Miss Jones during you know watching wrestling" kind of thing. So yeah it's generational, oh, generational, and they just love to be entertained. Kids watched it with their parents and the grandparents and wow, are you finding and it's it continues with young people, right? you see it it's the millennials
0: are into it and Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and with WWE, they're a PG products, so uh, they're more geared to you know Fam- kids, families, kids and families, which is great. Which yeah. is great because all that, all the blood and the cursing and that's just cheap. Anyone right. can do that, but to be able to, well, tell they that hear story, that at home. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're
1: just getting it on front of them and with some fighting going on. Yeah. Um, so did you like John Cena? I'm thinking now of some of the guys that have transferred over kind of made the transition into acting i i think you're interested in acting right or, Well, that's what the goal is what, for me yeah uh
0: i just moved out to la in august right uh from tampa i'm back and forth from tampa florida and here but out here full tampa's beautiful i oh, love it love the yeah. humidity i have good friends who live yes yeah i still have my home out there but again i'm out here full time to try to not try but i'm going to, to make to it
1: go into the acting Yeah. yes so that's what I was thinking. Someone like a John Cena who's made the transition, and why am I blanking on other? Well,
0: well, well, John Cena, but ultimately The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah,
1: The Rock, of course. And and back in the day, I mean, Hulk Hogan certainly crossed over into pop
0: culture. I guess he, he was know. the first. Yeah, he was the first. He was really the first. He was the guy that brought Cindy Lauper, mm. Mr. T, all these OGs. Oh, Mr. T. Yeah, that's to right. the first. Big, big WrestleMania. Now they're on WrestleMania 34, but WrestleMania one culminated with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant.
1: Yeah, Andre's passed on, right? Oh, yes, yeah. he
0: passed away in 1994. I did you meet him? I you... never met him. Never met him. Have I've you met great stories?
1: Have you met Hogan and John and these other You've Hogan? Worked?
0: Hogan, I've met. I've worked with John, John Cena yeah. several times.
1: Interesting. What about The Rock? Are you a fan?
0: Huge fan. Because look fan. what he's been able to do, right? Everything he touched has that Midas touch. Yeah, um, he's a wonderful guy. Anytime he sees me, he's very warm. That's what hollow. I've heard about him. Yeah, and and you know I'm a big fan of the Samoan culture, and right. a lot of the Samoans that uh, wrestle with me, I'm just so close to them because they're family people, and I'm family too. Right. And uh, amazing, amazing. People. Yeah,
1: I've never heard anything bad about The Rock in the business. You know, this whole beef he has. Going allegedly with from the Fast and the Furious. Oh Ty- yes, yeah, with Tyrese. Eh? Yeah, but you know what? It sells tickets. Exactly. I mean, that's, what it's that's all, about. all all about right. Bad
0: publicity is good publicity. No right? such thing as bad publicity. Yes. right.
1: Dominic would agree on that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, in we could talk a little bit about your personal life and what's happened. You know, I, people should know you're really the very first openly gay professional wrestler, right, who who came out of the closet while you were still working.
0: Exactly. Uh, I made major news when I came out publicly to the world about being the first openly gay wrestler. And, um, 2013? 2013, yes. Yeah. So at the time, I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> right. But... Um, You know, of all people, Cher contacted me when I made my announcement and said, because of my story, it made an impact on her friend who's a wrestling fan. So she thanked me. So the minute she sent me that uh, tweet, I said, man, this is a big fucking deal. I
1: mean, she's a gay icon. Exactly. You know, certainly had a, a gay daughter who transitioned. I mean... That's amazing. Do you stay in touch? Have you had any other contact with her?
0: No other contact, but when she reached out to me right then and there, I was like, wow, uh, I'm making an impact. And Every morning I wake up, I know someone's counting on me. Right. I've met several hundreds of uh lgbt youth adults that say that my story impacted their life oh, still I, to this day it will continue to also so i always tell those people to be a part of my family on social media because in times like this we need to <laughs> stick together stick together and tell everyone where they can find follow you on uh social media they can follow me on social media on twitter and instagram at Real Rosser. okay So everything's at Real Fred Ross, so you can just Google
1: Google you and find you and stalk you and follow you and all that stuff. Um, Well, yeah, let's talk about back to the coming out thing. So within your industry, prior to you coming out, what was the sort of uh, feeling around it? Did you feel you'd be supported or?
0: Well, prior to me coming out, I was extremely fearful, uh, fearful of the unknown, fearful of losing my job, fearful of losing friends. Um, but, uh, I, I, I was just tired of being with my boyfriend at the time in Miami, uh, being affectionate behind closed doors. But when we come out in public, not be able to be like any other normal couple. Right. So it ate me up inside. Yeah. I, I lived closeted for 30 years. No one knew. Right. No one knew. I lived Family, with, no one? No one, zero. Oh, two, wow. two years before I made my announcement publicly, I came <laughs> out to my mom and my inner circle of friends, but no one knew because... Uh, I was just you fearful just kept it I was that just way. fearful and uh, anytime I would do wrestling interviews I would make my voice real deep <laughs> to sound more masculine because you know I didn't want people to think right. I was god gay, forbid you know? yeah yeah so thank god I don't have to do that anymore thank right. god such a freedom right freedom to just live my life openly and authentically and but I always say my fight's much more bigger than in the ring. It's outside of the mm-hmm. ring fighting hatred and bigotry, especially in times like this. So um, currently I'm working on a YouTube channel. So hopefully, well not hopefully, my story can impact and inspire and educate our LGBT youth. Right. And of course our allies too. Mm-hmm. About it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be you. Not every gay person is feminine. No. Uh, we, if, it's becoming all shapes and sizes exactly because
1: in, in, within the gay community there's there's prejudice you know there's um you know f- f- very feminine guys versus ma- you know that whole th- that every subculture has their own issues yes yes yeah so right so that's a whole other thing that's a whole other show
0: but but I want to eliminate all that stuff. Exactly. With the YouTube, I want people to see a different side of me because people have seen me in the ring, act the fool. I want people to see me outside of the ring, who I mingle with, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses. We all have it mm-hmm. and embrace it. And hopefully the YouTube picks up. I say hopefully it will pick up. Right. And back to when you worked with the Vince McMahon,
1: the yes. McMahon family, right? Uh, they've. I think they're very religious, aren't are they? A very Christian-based...
0: Uh, I have no
1: idea. Okay. I, 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 Family
0: yeah. values, though. So were they? how were they when you came out? Were Vincent Mann was very supportive. supportive. Uh, he contacted me right away and just said one of his best friends, Pat Patterson, is also gay, and uh, he supports Is that me. the announcer? Well, he wasn't an announcer. He was the first uh, intercontinental champion with the company. Okay. Uh, and he's also gay, but he never came out publicly. Uh, yeah, I was re- he's
1: an older guy, right? Yeah, he's he- an older guy, an okay. older gentleman. Yeah, he I read wonderful. about I when I was reading about you, there was a link to him, and I was fascinated by by his story. Yes, that yeah. he been, had been a part of the company for all those years.
0: Yeah, Pat Patterson was a matchmaker guy. He was the guy that would put the stores together and have you on the edge of your seat. And he's got a great mind for the business.
1: Wow. See, so right there, Vince already had that connection with the with a really a gay person who was in the company so that that kind of dispels any myths that there were going to be a prejudice from the McMahon family so I'm yes. glad to hear
0: you didn't experience yeah, yeah I of that. mean that was definitely a positive but you know there's there are some negatives too you know did you find
1: people you were confronted by negativity, like to your face, or it matches after
0: you came out? or did, Nothing really in my face. Uh, but just but social media? Social like media. Trolls on social media. Exactly. Anyone sitting behind a, a computer or their phone just, you know, hating for various reasons. That's yeah, why. I can't
1: imagine someone doing it to your face. You'd beat
0: their ass. So. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know. Uh, but I would rather, much rather have someone say to my face. Well, sure, you know? but they're
1: not going to. Of course they'd not. rather hide in their mom's basement and you know troll yeah. with that egg yeah. picture instead <laughs> yes, of a real yes, picture. Yes, yeah, it's like,
0: I block it all out. And you know when I block these people it's like a it's like a game to me. I block them they're gone.
1: They're gone. Yeah. It it's human nature, you know, it's funny we can read like 75 great things about ourselves and then there's that two that one or two people that say something you're just like fuck. You know, you've got to learn how to let that go.
0: I always say, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal.
1: Right? They're not paying. If they're not paying my bills, then well, actually, even if they are paying my bills, oh, they right. can go to fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you mentioned the LGBTQ youth. That's a big. I'm sure. Are you? Being, you know, you're seeing an impact you have with the youth today, also.
0: Uh, an incredible impact, and I do a lot of work with the Covenant House here in LA. That That's a wonderful place with, that deals with LGBT youth from 18 to 24. So, um, I've done several type of projects with them, like a vision board. Good, creating vision boards with them was a great activity we did, and uh, they've made an impact on me too because one. Uh, one individual I met, his name was Hector. And uh, before my speaking engagement, I was talking to him and uh, he was talking to me about a rock and I was looking at his forearms and he had cuts on his forearm. Hmm. And um, I kept being friendly to him and all that stuff. And then when I started my my speech with the Covenant House, he raised his hand and he uh, eloquently read a wrestling poem that had to do with me about how much he was a big fan of me. And I Wow. immediately broke down wow and i made sure that i got him tickets to um uh la staples wrestling show and just treated him with so much love and he's doing well he's doing because well, a lot of people
1: a lot of the kids at the covenant house are homeless as well some of them are and they come from broken homes and so
0: it's they all have different backgrounds it's, it's really really tough for me um and I always say if you just give our LGBT youth Mm -hmm. the support that they need, uh, the sky's the limit for them.
1: People don't understand. You know, as kids, sometimes it just takes that one coach, that one teacher, that one celebrity, that one person that gives you that. We don't even know sometimes when we're impacting someone. I was on Facebook the other day with some friends from high school, and I noticed – an english teacher of mine who mr shoemaker richard shoemaker i noticed he was on facebook and he was this one teacher when i was in high school that encouraged me to write to act you know you can do whatever you want i haven't seen him in 30 years or no 40 years so i actually sent him a message on facebook just saying this is a blast from the past because i've changed my name since then and um, just wanted to let you know you were really encouraging to me back in the day. Blah blah blah. You know, all it takes is one pat on the back, and you know he wrote me back. He's like with with tears in my eyes. I, you, you can't imagine how much that's made my day. And you know, I've been retired for 25 years now, but it's so great to to hear that. So I, you know, I I tell people we we don't know what positive impact we're we're having on people just to encourage them. And that's amazing, and gratitude reciprocates, right? Yeah, and think that's an example where social media can work well for you. Like the, sometimes on Facebook, you can find people that you wanted that you haven't thought of in years. You know, you'll think of someone and go, "Oh, well, let me check Facebook," and then they are,
0: there. They are. I try to use my my social media platform to help elevate people
1: rather than tear them down. No, yeah, no. there's so much of that. Too, too much. That's not my thing. Right. So
0: let's let's talk
1: a little bit about the future. Let's talk about. The, the acting career and what you see going forward I mean obviously because you know I'm also a manager so obviously I mean you can do action stuff and all that but I could see you doing you know all kinds of leading man roles and even character work
0: absolutely i'm I'm up for the challenge yeah um, my demeanor is calm cool and collected so they uh, I've uh, I've auditioned for um, detective roles and all that crazy stuff but hey you know, I do want do one audition, go to the next one. I right. can't, I can't really. You focus, have to hit it and quit it. Hit it and quit it. Just keep it moving, baby. Keep it moving. And the
1: key is, since you're never not busy because your tag was Mister No Days Off, you won't have time to think about the audition. See, exactly. Keep Most actors they, they, they obsess over it when they leave. You got to have you got to have a life and keep busy.
0: I learned that from watching the Actor Studio with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, so, don't you love that yes, show in yes, general? I love yeah, it. I learned so much. Like
1: you got to so be busy, much. and I always say you got to have a life in order to be a good actor. Because sure. all we can bring to our roles is life and experience.
0: Yes, yes, you got to prepare for whatever audition you have the best to your ability. Right? You can't go crazy, do it, and keep it moving. Well, see,
1: I would say coming from your background in in the wrestling, that's going to really prepare you well for acting because the discipline, thinking of it as like a sport, almost. You know that's.
0: Exactly. There will be no
1: laziness with you.
0: Exactly. Because I've been in audition rooms where people are reading the script, reading mm-hmm. the script, and, and they might be re- reading it word for word. But I read it a few times. I get to know the character and then just... Trust. Trust. Just whatever flows...
1: Yeah. Whatever in flows. In the moment. Goes. Yes. I mean, because I always say good acting is just reacting. It, absolutely. It, you know, a lot of people aren't listening. You know, they they they're thinking of their next line, but... All the wonderful stuff happens. Like, we're having a conversation now. You know, I'm using my hands. I don't know. I'm pausing. You know what I mean? Like, these are the things we do in real life rather than just hit every word perfectly. And it took me years to realize as an actor, it's okay to have those moments in between the words. That's what brings it to life. But you can't really plan that. Exactly. If you're listening and reacting, it'll happen naturally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our acting tutorial for hey, <laughs> for today I'm learning. how are you fi- how are you finding the auditioning process? are you enjoying it? I mean
0: yeah, I'm enjoying it uh I've, I've, I've auditioned for Survivor and we'll see what oh, happens with that' that'd be great on that. Uh, hopefully I can maybe do something with Big Brother in the future so hey. well now they have the celebrity Big Brother so exactly are you watching that at all? No, I haven't watched it yet, but uh I'm definitely going to tune in. Are you a Big Brother fan? I mean No, no I'm not a Big see, Brother. See, I had fan. never seen yeah. it either. I had I'd, never seen it. I had seen the first season. I had seen the first oh, season. Okay. Then I and then I fell off with it.
1: So I tried to watch The Celebrity because I, you know, I actually have a a friend in it, um girlfriend, but I I don't really understand, you know, I don't know how the whole alliance thing. Yes. I'm, so I was kind of like what the hell are they doing? Yes, you know. Yes. Head of household and all that stuff, (laughs) but but they I think if this one does well, they'll have more celebrity editions. Yeah, I know I'm excited. Did you? um, Are you waiting to hear about Survivor?
0: Uh, Well, I wasn't really um, geared for this season's theme, so they could maybe consider me for another season. Okay. Uh, Oh,
1: they have a theme every
0: every season. They have a theme, so uh, I think maybe next season I'd be more fitable. Do you watch
1: the Amazing Race?
0: Amazing Race? No, I don't follow yeah, that. I have a buddy who
1: he and his friend won the second season, I think. I don't watch it either, but that's another like adventurous kind of reality action yes, show. Yes.
0: I had a, I actually had a wrestler friend in it too who did it, but I didn't follow it as much.
1: Right. I don't know. That's brutal, yeah. you know. Um so back to so le- let's talk about the
0: the female wrestling. You know, there's this show Glow have you seen Glow? I've seen Glow. Yeah, I've seen Glow, and the rest uh, and the women's uh, wrestling revolution is really taken off, right? Because when you watch WWE uh, women, women, uh, they are incredible. They're main eventing shows, and that's unheard of in professional. Because
1: if the, if they're not putting butts in the seats and exactly. ratings, they're not. It wouldn't be happening.
0: Exactly, but these women are delivering. These women are delivering, and I shout them out so much on my social media and give them so much love because they do the same for me. They do the same. Yeah, they do the same for me. And then
1: E has a show. What is the E reality show with the with total John's divas. girlfriend? Yeah, is on it, right? Yes, uh, yeah. Nikki Bella. Yeah. Now, see, I don't even follow the the female wrestling world but i but
0: i like the show yeah the show is (laughs) i've been on it several times as guests and i think uh, i've seen you on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um you know i i just love the show you you get to see a different side of some of our top superstars right you you get to see their trials and tribulations i i I really enjoy it i I wonder if they've if they tried on all the the male
1: version of that or you, I mean, you would think that would have been, but maybe there's not enough drama. Yeah. Um, you know, guys don't tend to have quite, they don't display their. Well, guys just like get angry and then they have a beer and it's well, over with. Yeah.
0: The girls are very, honestly, the they'll girls slit are very your throat. Catty. They'll kill They're each other catty. in your sleep uh, you know they they they, <laughs> they they just say stuff and they well like they combine and me they tell me their problems and i just listen i don't pick right a side. you're switzerland yes <laughs> <laughs> you're don't like don't, don't pull me into this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah i don't pick a side i just try to you know just try to hold them and just try to make sure right. everything's okay <laughs>
1: Well, you're their gay friend now.
0: Exactly. See, it exa- makes it and thank safe. thank God, thank God I'm gay because uh, there's been many times when some of the wrestlers, uh, the female wrestlers, took a liking to me, and mm. I was just so, so fearful. Right. They didn't know. They didn't know. So I, And you weren't out. No, I wasn't out, so I would just avoid it as much as possible. Now I can be myself.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, going back to those days, it's like, well, you don't want them to think— there's something wrong. You're not, you don't like them or there's yes. something wrong with them. That's a, that's a torturous yeah, thing. So if, I just, yeah.
0: I just avoided it. But now I have no problem telling anyone, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm getting. I'm on the other team. So besides being no days off, I'm a heartbreak kid. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. Are,
1: no. well, are we single now in this, in the personal life? We're single, Do we talk about
0: that? Single and ready to mingle. Right. Um I was with my last partner. I hate using the word partner. I know. It sounds Uh, like... My last boyfriend for almost five years, and we lived in Miami, and he was uh, Filipino and uh, Puerto Rican. Wow. So I've had great experiences with him. And I'm 34 now. At 24 years old, (laughs) I would have threw him under the bus. But we parted ways on um, good terms. He's my best friend. He helps me out with a lot of my speaking engagements with the LGBT community because he has a voice. So he knows how to... um, uh, he um he he knows how to like put stuff in the words to help me out so I can explain stuff a lot better good um one thing he taught me was to always talk things out in a relationship i 'm mm-hmm. a Scorpio, so I can tend to hold oh. stuff in until I blow up and I see red right but with him, I always learn to talk things out and you feel so much better but i don 't know if I can say it, but uh you know I just learned this term i 'm what they call a rice queen. Oh, right. Do you, you know, know what like that it? means? Yeah. You like the Asian. You like it. You like it. Ah,
1: I don't care. I tell everybody But it's that. white rice, not brown rice. Or <laughs> You got to educate
0: me. What's white I, I rice? I don't have
1: no idea. You know white what? I just thought rice. of that in my head. So,
0: it, I don't yeah, know if I've that's a
1: thing now. Sticky Do, rice. Maybe derogative. we just created that.
0: <laughs> brown rice or white rice.
1: Because nobody's eating carbs, right?
0: <laughs> they want to lower the glycemic level. Yeah. But that's what I tell people. Oh, if someone asks me, oh, well, what kind of guys? You're like, well, I'm a rice queen. Oh, I just want to get that God. word out. I'm that's a rice funny. queen. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know it. You call, you're call. like, yeah, i just call it like it is. No, I just learned that phrase like late last year, you know, and I was dying laughing. So... <laughs> I tell, I tell. Someone everybody told that.
1: they had to tell you you were a rice queen. Yeah,
0: they're like, oh, so you're a rice queen, and I was just cracking up. <laughs> I want to put the emoji, the bowl of rice, and then the the queen hat in my Instagram, but I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. that's too much.
1: Too much. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Try it. That's <laughs> too. That's much. funny. So all right. So we know what what your type is. Yes. Yeah. So everyone listening today. Exactly. Spread if you're the word. if you're rice. <laughs>
0: Uh and uh, you, know Frederick. you know what you know what it, it's just personal preference I've just had oh, Yeah. No you know, no. It is what it is. yeah um, I just had great experience with with my Asian men. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's a good culture. <laughs> you know, one they're hard working people, um uh, never with me not confrontational, always loving and uh, I'm a type of person, if you're a hard worker, that's competitive for me. And I, I love that. If you're working hard, that means I got to step my fucking game right, up. Right. So it's just, there's room for everyone. No laziness on. there. Absolutely not. So if it's if 365,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. do you have, do you allow your, is there like a, a down day for you in terms of, do you have like a Sunday or a yeah. day that you.
0: Kick back and Sunday, chill. Sundays, I love to hike. Yeah, uh, I still keep it moving though. Just, yeah, you're active. You know, hiking is still taking no days off.
1: Yeah, know? I'm a big. I'm a big walker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If and I like can't.
0: it's uncommon in LA, but I don't care. I'll walk from the Beverly <laughs> yes, Center. I was, all the way to uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. I,
1: I used care. to do the same. You know, Runyon Canyon. Yes. Okay. I love that place. So I used to walk from my house to Runyon, and people would be like cuz you'd be walking back down and they'd go to the they'd go where's your car? I said it's at home. They go, what do you mean it's at home? I go, "Well, I walked here." You know, and they're like, "What the fuck? You're supposed to in LA you're supposed to drive to walk. You're supposed to park your car and then walk." I love it. I love walking.
0: I love people watching. It's just Walking's sort of a meditative state. I put my R&B tunes on and keep it moving. Yeah. That's what I
1: do. I put the groove state Pandora. Yes, yes. Dance. Dance oh, channel.
0: I, oh, you like your dance. I, I like the dance. That's too heavy for me. I that's need, too heavy. I need. I need relaxing music. My mom oh. always. My mom gets on me all the time about. You don't got no Jay Z. <laughs> I said no. I don't have any. I don't have any Jay Z on my iTunes. Well, I'm taking away your black card. <laughs> I said, Mom. I said. Please, I love relaxing music. Yeah, and my mom lives out in New Jersey, so she'll come out and visit me because she works for United, so she can fly wherever she wants. Oh, that's great. But I I didn't um, mention that my mom's also gay, too. I I was just going to bring it up.
1: I didn't know. Yeah. So, when, now, had she been out for a long
0: long time my mom came out to me probably when i was maybe 7 8 she would oh. know better she came out to me when i was maybe 7 8 years old and uh, she was nervous about my reaction i said mom i love you no matter what but deep down inside i was living a lie myself and i never told her until i was probably wow. like 28
1: did you know like with a lot of parents did she say she already knew you? She,
0: she said she didn't know. Oh, and okay. I it, and I hit it very well because you know moms usually know. I hit it very well. I had girlfriends. Yeah, I had I had all that crazy stuff. Well, and it, so
1: did she. Did your mom have a partner growing she, up? Yeah,
0: or? she's had a partner uh, almost ten years. Um, they're not together anymore. Right. But yeah, my mom has has had partners. So you kind of
1: grew up with your mom having exactly, a friend, a lady, a partner, a
0: lady friend that introduced me to. Old Navy and Gap. When I was wearing like Bradley's, uh, I think the place was called Bradley's in uh, New Jersey, but just like not name brand stuff, right? Uh, but she introduced me to like Old Navy and Gap. I was like, "Wow, this is cool!" So, wow, she stepped up my fashion game. Well,
1: and how how was the, how did you see how was it? How was your mom's life being out at that time? Did you notice negativity toward her at the time, or was it pretty accepting?
0: I think probably more negativity on the job but on the my job mom, at united uh at united but she she she's she's tough as nails yeah don't she fuck she don't mom. back down from no one so her being the only woman uh in her department um she she's dealt with a lot she's right. dealt with a lot but she's still there and she's tough still as going ass. still do you going. get
1: the whole buddy pass thing with flying
0: i did i did when i was younger but uh, you know
1: sometimes that's a pain in the ass my sister-in-law flies for delta i, I mean, it, <laughs> you it
0: gotta, just depends if you get on the flight you, you got to dress nice you got to sweet talk the gate agent because otherwise you have to wait for you get, seniority you, get bumped, you, you get know. bumped. yes
1: one time i was flying to mississippi from georgia which is like a 45 minute flight with my parents we sat there for 17 hours we could have driven what the eight times back and forth to to mississippi (laughs) because we kept getting bumped you know and to this day if you bring up a buddy pass to my dad he's like oh (laughs) fuck i'm never gonna do that again i mean it was a nightmare you
0: know my mom makes it work she's been with the airlines over 30 years so she's always out here in la she's like my sister everyone thinks that we're brother and sister well, she's probably she's 54 you oh she i'm made. sorry she's 56 yeah, 56 but still, she's young she's young um she's seen it all she's done it all right. so anytime uh i'm hanging out in west hollywood i bring her with me <laughs> she's my bodyguard i'm always like because i'm a shy guy i'll be like mom is anyone looking at me <laughs> Mom, who's looking at me? <laughs> she's like checking it out for you. She, she's good. She's like, I see everything, Sonny. I see everything. When you think I don't see it, I see it. Oh my god! So do you have siblings? No, or? I'm the only child. You're an only child. The only child. Wow. So that's why our relationship is uh, so close, so special, so special. That's and I amazing. also want to document that on my YouTube. I want people to see that side. Like uh, this, this wrestler's mom is so supportive. This wrestler's mom is also gay. Was so. she single? parent no i mean, my, I mean do you, yeah my parents still live together they're just oh, financially hold on, like, yeah <laughs> this is like this is like
1: not just a youtube this is like a, a script hey it is what it is baby so they stay together they're still together out. yeah they live in the same house and more like par- they so friends. they could
0: parent you Yeah, par- keep the family together well when i was and, a kid my mom was clubbing and my dad was there making my food and at my, all my sporting events. My mom was nowhere to be uh, uh, seen when I was younger. Now it's the opposite. Okay. At every speaking engagement, at every sporting event, my mom is there with her photography cameras doing her thing, her hobby, her love, her passion. So. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's a reality show.
0: It, it, I'm trying. So this I'm is on be,
1: it. Now, have you shot any footage
0: yet? well for my youtube we've shot tons of footage and um you have stuff with your mom uh with my mom uh not ready for the youtube but that's an episode that's a series that we're gonna wow that's
1: something that that that
0: part of your life is really fascinating sure and we're we're gonna document that all on the youtube once it's and are you close to your dad today (sighs) or whatever Hmm. No, it's not whatever. I mean... When he needs something. When he wow. needs something, he'll call me up. But I always say, I don't throw him under the bus just yet. Right. I say, you know, the one thing I respect and love about my dad is that he always had a hot meal. Mm-hmm. Every, he provided. He provided every... When evening. he could have walked away. Yes. Right. Yes. He always provided, always had my food in the microwave when, when I got home. That's Well, what just it. the fact that they they stayed together is fascinating, you know. I mean, it's
1: great that they yeah. did. Well, they stayed together, you know, honestly for financial right, reasons, right? So. Right. But they were obviously they they got along during that period enough to.
0: Oh, uh, I wouldn't say get along. Oh, okay. But, well, you know, I think yeah. everyone has their ups and downs. Dynamics. You know, so. every family has their. But yeah. you're, that's a very s- 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 special. Yeah, yeah I've I bailed, I've recently just bailed my dad out of stuff that I should have, uh, I should have been doing. So it's like he's having like a. Reverse, time, right? Is Uh, he that fifties too? Fifty, fifty-six too? Yeah, I'm like DUI, really, Dad. You got to be fucking kidding me! Oh, so he's kind of going back.
1: He's so all the years he was taking care of you. Now he's sort of living out his
0: uh, wild days. I feel like it. I I, I think once his mother passed away, Mm. um, my grandmother. I don't know. I just don't changes. Yeah, that's just. I just. I don't know what to say. Well, <laughs> when you lose a, I lost
1: my mom four years ago. I'll be honest, losing the mom, losing my mom did something too. It Took me like three years to sort of get out. You think you're okay with it and everything's cool, but it really threw me for a loop too. And we were we were cool, we were mm. great. So when you mentioned losing the the mom, that that has a big impact. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, mm. so um. In terms of the acting, like who, are your, who are, do you have actors that you really look up to and love their work?
0: Uh, Denzel. Everyone always says that um, uh, I remind...
1: Of a younger Denzel. Young, younger Denzel in the way
0: I talk and the way mm-hmm. I articulate. Because as a young kid, I had a speech impediment. So uh, I'm always weary of how I talk.
1: <laughs> you, it, you would know it. Yeah. yeah. But
0: when I get nervous or if I'm mad and tired, to get my, uh, <laughs> or if I'm trying to get my point across, I'll stutter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as a young kid, I had a stuttering problem. I overcame that. But Denzel was uh, a guy that I've always admired. And um, he's very articulate mm-hmm. and he's very non celebrity. Yes. Like yes. he's in it for the craft and exactly. for the work. Yeah, he's had some major, major moments, and I mean, he's hitting his, he's hitting his peak. He's hitting his peak, you know, in his you know fifties, sixties, you know, right. And he's
1: nominated, um, nominated again for the Oscars. So, did you see the movie, the the most recent one? He plays the. The attorney, the, uh, yes, Esquire, Esquire. yes, yeah.
0: amazing, amazing. amazing. I, I was able to see that at Paramount Studios. One of my friends has a hook up there. Oh, cool! So I went there and uh, parked my truck, and uh, I I always go to Paramount Studios to see the latest premieres. Yeah, so. Paramount's
1: a great lot. The first time I ever worked on that lot, I mean, you know, as a, as actors, you have like certain studios, and Paramount was one of those for me. I was I would think I was more intimidated by the the history of the lot than actually doing the job that day me too yeah me too and when you know once you get on a lot you can pretty much just wander the whole thing and so i was working on everybody hates chris and so i just spent all my downtime going through all the different streets and the sets and, yes, yeah. yes 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 yeah, that's fascinating. awesome Well, the time has flown, buddy. I could talk to you forever. Yeah. It's just Mm. like, yeah, you're a really great guy. Tell everyone again on social media where they can find you. Please, please, please show me
0: love at at Fred. I'm sorry. Let me do that again. Right. I just changed. Listen, I just changed my Twitter handles uh, because before it was at Darren Young WWE and I just recently changed my Twitter handles. And when I changed my Twitter handles, my verification, uh, I lost my verification. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I had to contact the WWE social media people to make sure I get my verification, verification back. back. So you, you guys can all visit me on Twitter and Instagram at Real Fred Rosser. Got it and show me love i'll show you love back and continue to follow my journey and continue to follow when the youtube launches
1: And look out for acting roles coming up in the future
0: and also your event your next show tell everyone in jersey Next show union new jersey march 9th for wrestle pro you can go on my social media and find all the information To get tickets and to get tickets and all that good stuff and uh You know mr. no days off fred ross is coming home Great. And shout out to your mom. Shout out to my crazy mom, my pain in the ass mom <laughs> and best friend. Uh, I'm sure she'll be here in a couple weeks to be a pain. Well, she sounds like a great lady. so She is. And she does a lot of my photography work on uh, social media. So definitely check it out and show her some love. Does she have a website or anything? Or does she have her own thing? You can look her up on Instagram, Rosser1961. R-O-S-S-E-R 1961.
1: All right, buddy. Well, it's so great Thank to you meet so you. Much. Thank you yes. so much. Listen, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and we'll have another new show coming up soon. You can check it out, uh, check us out on iTunes and Sticker and Spreaker and I don't know, the pigeons drop us somewhere, whatever. Anyway, peace out. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.